Have you ever wondered why veterans struggle so much getting back into civilian right? Whether or not you are a veteran, Fight by Betsy Ross is a short book series that has an emotional intense story arc to help spread awareness of those struggles veterans face coming out of the force. Check out the series and more of the fight mission at worldwideweb.fightbetsyross.com. Her latest release, Fight 4, is available now. Coming to YouTube is the show Healing Hands. Healing Hands is hosted and presented by Chenille Bostic. In this series, Chenille will be teaching us about massage therapy and techniques and demonstrate those skills she has acquired to the audience. Click on the YouTube link in the description below to be the first to find episodes of Healing Hands. Healing Hands launches September 12th. Episode 992 of Just Joshing. I am Josh. This is Dave. Dave's been back here quite a few number of times. Uh, he's got another release he's going to talk about, and we started bullshitting already before we came on the air. <laughs> so, um, no, like, 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 I remember when I said when I talked, like, when I broke a thousand, um, it might be a little bit more than I thought because there's a, there's um, quite a few people I want to, I want to make sure has been on the show at least once before sure. I go on the road. But I'm, I've already started doing the road show, right? I've already started doing it. Like, it's it's on Patreon right now, right? Where I got mm-hmm. seven episodes out. Um, nice. They're going to, yeah, they're going to already, they're going to, once this version of the show is finished, mm-hmm. um, uh, they're going to take over the main, like, I'll probably be starting to post them as regular free shows uh, this week, like as early as possibly tomorrow on my, I might oh, actually wow. on my YouTube, on my YouTube channel. Uh, I, yeah. again, I've already done a bunch of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've already done a bunch. So um, I got a bunch more to do. But yeah, there's yeah you're gonna see some of my San Diego stuff within uh, a week on a, on a couple other websites. Might as, might as well get jump in and wrap this version of the show up in the process. Yeah, man, that's awesome. And you've been you've been grinding them out, always working hard. It's awesome. Well, yeah. Well, people like like you know a lot of people go. I want to do this as a living, and don't get me wrong. There's I actually did a talk on it over the weekend about the there are three different kinds of creators. Yeah. I don't think there's wrong with being wrong with any of them, mm-hmm. but if you make whatever decision you make, the three types are you do it purely for passion, mm-hmm. right? There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Some people just want to make money, just make some money doing it. like make, make something for it, get something out of it. Yeah. But you have other priorities. Maybe it's the family. Maybe you have another job you really like, or maybe you, it's just like a co-interest. I love my creating, but I also love my day job. Sure. There's nothing wrong with that either. And then there's guys like me who go, you know what? Let's see if we can actually turn this into a full-fledged living. Yeah. Right? It's a different – they're different mindsets. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with any of those either. It's just yeah. – it's about being honest with yourself about what you do. If I'm going to make this a my living, then I have to walk that walk, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent agree. I think I'm somewhere in the middle of two and three there, right? Like trying to, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, if I could do this full time, um, I one hundred percent would. And I could quit my job tomorrow, and I could do this full time. I don't know. If my wife would be happy about that, but <laughs> well, well uh, but again, you have okay. But I mean, like honestly, an honest analysis of you, yeah, your family's your priority, yeah. More even more than the comic, you have you have a wife and kids. You want to yeah. make sure they're taken care of, mm-hmm. and. Well, I'm, I, like I said, I'm not quite sure where you're at, but I get the feeling that the books, at the very least, pay for themselves or close to it, right? Yeah. And yeah. very least, um, right? Most you probably are making. I, I get the feeling as long as you've been going at this, you probably make you get something more out of that than that at this point. It helps with Christmas. But, 
Yeah, if I'm, if I'm putting a putting a putting a putting a narrowing it down, it helps with Christmas. <laughs> yeah, which which that's not bad. I mean, honestly, yeah. that's not a bad spot to be in, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you. Like, but if, if we were being honest, I mean, and again, and again, your your family's first, so yeah. you're gonna do what you feel that is best for them first, and then nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I think that uh, there's there's the people there. I always you know make the the analogy that there are literally thousands of of creators like me that grew up with it, that love it, that have that have those stories, have those ideas, and want to get them out, um, and um, work hard to be able to kind of juggle those different aspects of a family and a day job and, uh, yeah. and creating, um, and, and our, and our happy doing, I'm pretty happy with the situation. Like I said, if I could do this full time, if somebody gave me $10 million and said, just create comic books, I'd be like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. But, uh, um, to be able to, um, have the security of my day job, I'm a, I'm a teacher, uh, to yeah. be able to have that security and have a schedule. That's not crazy. I don't work, uh, 365 days out of the year. Um, even, even 300 days out of the year. Uh, so it's a, it's a pretty good gig for what I need to be able to continue to create. So yeah, it's, it's, um, I'm kind of doing the best of both worlds here. Yeah. And whereas me, I've been trying to transfer Like I, I, but for me, I I call it, I have, I do have another job, but the side gig. And the reason I say that is because I make more creatively than I do with the job. That's a cool spot to be in. I want to keep going. And so I don't need the job anymore, but Mm -hmm. that's, that, but again, you work towards those things, oh, yeah. right? And in order of the priorities you have. Mm-hmm. And again, there's no crime in any of that. I just, what I, what I, what I realized over the weekend is the whole, the real, real secret is, I think, you can be whatever you want to be. Mm-hmm. But there's, but whatever it's like, I want, but you got to eliminate the whole idea of, I want to do this, but you got to get rid of the but. Yeah. Right. Yep. Just, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. There's no other answers. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. Right. Yep. And if you have that nailed down, no matter where you're at in your life, it really, nothing else really matters. Yeah. That, that's, that's the conclusion I've come to. Yeah. It's a great conclusion. I think that's uh, where a lot of people wish they uh, could be. Um, I think that um, most people in a creative field like this um, uh, struggle with that, but they struggle with that. And that's, uh, yeah. um, and that's, that's okay. That's part of the, the, the the process oh, yeah and, and the thing is you can be one there, there are points like like okay like straight up mm-hmm. i didn't expect to go to san diego it kind of happened like I, I i uh about a month prior to the um the show mm-hmm. uh a gentleman by the name of rick offenberger who is one of my uh, people i write for on his website yeah. i actually write that that's actually one of the things i'm doing today he goes to me so would you like to go to san diego i'm like Yes, question mark, <laughs> question mark, question mark. It's a month before the show, so I'm like, I, I, I'd love to do this, but I'm not sure how you're doing this. Two weeks later, I get a, I get a San Diego Comic Con sends me a mail with my mm-hmm. pro badge. I have a pro badge. I'm like, I, I got to find a way to do this, yeah. right? Right. I, I, I wasn't ready to do it, but it, mm-hmm. you know how sometimes in life you sometimes get an opportunity thrown your way, and you're like. I'm not sure I'm really ready to make this work, but I got to try. That's literally what San Diego was. Right. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So there's, so that, that's what I did that. And then I did another writer's conference this weekend. That that one was a lot cheaper because Mm -hmm. it's, it was local, but 
even so, it was like, okay, I might actually have to go get a part-time job for, <laughs> for a month or two just to catch up. Yeah. Like, but that's, but again, that that's an honest assessment, right? It's like, it was worth the price for what I got out of that to go do that. Oh, yeah. And, and that, you know, I'm, I'm at that point in my career where I can, I may have to take a step back every once in a while and flip burgers. Like that's, I don't need a serious job anymore. Yeah. I can just flip burgers. Yeah. That's... <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's great. You know, I, I always made the joke uh, about 10 years ago, my wife and I, when we were teaching and everything was going good and when my kids were getting a little older and my wife was on the precipice of getting a, another job of getting a job because she had uh, taken time off to stay home with the kids. Um, I, and I had always said, and we both had always said, we both were uh, worked in restaurants for many, many, many years. And it was always, uh, well, if we need 200 bucks, I can go work weekend shift at uh, the local whatever restaurant and we'd be yeah. good to go. Um, and I think for, for us, especially, you know, a decade ago, that was, that was the thing that kind of sustained us that yeah. uh, kind of kept us going uh, before, sure. before my wife got her full-time job, that ability to be able to, uh, to, 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 to grab something else to be able to help get you through whatever you got to get through. It's that's uh, yeah. you know, the difference between, you know, sitting on your butt and getting it done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And, and yeah. I say all this and, and the lesson here, folks, if you are watching or listening to this is this, it doesn't matter where you're at. Be honest about where you want to be mm-hmm. and don't let, and don't let anybody say other uh, otherwise. Right. And sure. do it. That's it. That's it. And that was yeah. one of the big, that was, that was it. Right. So I got to be an adult now. It kind of sucks to be an adult, Dave. There's definitely a pro and cons list. And sometimes yeah. the con list is like Santa's list. <laughs> Roll it on the floor. You're like, gosh, I wish I was 12 years old climbing that tree and riding my bike again. But... Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, I have freelance work like coming. Like I literally just got, I already got my next job. I'm on my way to do, mm-hmm. which is great. So I, I do that this afternoon, but I'm also like, okay, you're going to probably have to need some extra money. Mm-hmm. So I had a really good thing happen. I can't talk about on the air okay. uh, over the weekend. Right. Um, so I'll tell you off the air. Okay. Right. Uh, really good thing. So that's also going to be the other major focus for the next 30 days. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh God, I'm, I'm awesome. never going to have time. To, yeah. I'm not going to have time to breathe. And it could, and it, like, I'm not going to have time to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So, but that's, but that's where my, that's where I am at. Like I've been trying to get to a certain place for so long and mm. I'm, I'm seeing my work pay off and yeah. that's a wonderful thing. It's still going to be ups. It's still going to be downs. Yeah. That's I, I, it. I don't get, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that, that's, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, actually. Yeah. I think you could be in the, take... go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. No, I was, I was going to say you, you could be in the middle of the grind and go, I need two hours to stop. Yeah. <laughs> I just need two hours or I need today to be able to sit and watch cartoons for, for a couple hours. And then tomorrow, boom, we're going to jump onto it. I think that's uh, something that happens from time to time or where I'll go, gosh, I've got all these pages penciled. I need to ink them. I don't know if I could physically do it right now. I need to stop and watch a television show. Yeah, and, then, I, and then, and then I will pick it all like ha- usually halfway through the television show, I'll pick it all up and start doing it during the show. <laughs> well, I was like, you can't, you really can't stop for a half an hour. Can you? I was like, no, I can't. Yesterday, yesterday I, did. I was proud of myself. I mm. did. 
but I was also, it's the post conference, the day after the conference, mm-hmm. I'm like I'm not here. Yeah. I'm not even going to try. Like, 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 like yeah, I'm yeah. not even, there are some days it's just like, yeah, I, it, I'm not here. I'm reflecting. I still put out an audio podcast, but I actually had done it like before the show. I was mm-hmm. smart. I did all the hard work <laughs> before the week, before the weekend. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. But I'm going to release this. It still took me way longer than it should have to hit that button to release the show. Yeah. But I was, like, that's why it's like, I'm fried today. It's yeah. okay that I'm fried today. I, I, yeah. I, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's totally okay. Like I, if you continue to, to work and work and work and work and work and work away and you don't give yourself those breaks and that word that, uh, that, um, uh, that experience is going to start become becoming dull. You know, it's going to start becoming where you don't want to do it anymore because you're not giving yourself breaks in between. So no matter what it is, no matter how passionate you are about something, you need to stop and let your body rest from, from time to time. And it's not just sleeping six, seven, eight hours, five, six, seven, eight hours a night, whatever it is, because sometimes it's got to be that mental, you know, rest also mm-hmm. of, OK, I'm going to go watch a an old Spider-Man cartoon for a little bit or so whatever it is uh, to be able to, to mm-hmm. have that. And if you don't give yourself that you know, your, your production could halt for a lot longer because you're not giving mm-hmm. yourself that time to, to let your mind and body rest. It's, it, I think it's, it's super important. You're 100% correct. Yeah. So here's the other thing that happened two weeks ago when I got back from San Diego, yeah. I got my first ever art commission. Nice. Like, Yeah. I never thought that happened, like ever. <laughs> You've been working hard on it. Again, I saw we said it before we started. Uh, you, I've been uh, uh, seeing you all over the the uh, TikToks and the or in the in the social medias and the whatnot. And I and I was like, gosh, I got to go talk to Josh. But I've noticed you you post some of your artwork from time to time, and it's that that steady improvement. It's getting there. You're looking great. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm almost good. <laughs> You're almost there. You're almost there. Well, no, 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 no. What I mean by that is, I I. I have a style. I've noticed this. I do have a style now, mm. which is something I never, someone goes, you have a style. I'm like, do I have a style? <laughs> yeah. Right. It's yeah. kind of one of those weird moments where it's like, I kind of do, mm-hmm. I kind of do. And I'm not, I'm good with it. it. It's not like a, but it's like, and it's funny too, because I got my first, so this is, you want to hear like a real set. Like I, I, I have a very slightly different point of view on people that despise my work than most artists I, I think it's just so literally two hours before my first drawing gig mm. this is this is the regular first commission this is, this is how <laughs> weird this was someone's commenting like did you draw this it's like yes i did and then he sends me this how to draw thing and bashes me brutally for all, all the oh yeah like but like 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 but i have a slightly different perspective now and that's sure. like and this is me doing advertising and this is this if you despise my work for whatever reason, I'm mm. good. Yeah. And, yeah. and no, I, I no, no, I, I look at it that way. I've created a reaction. Mm-hmm. I don't like, I would much prefer everybody love my stuff. I think we all do. Sure. But I can't control, I can't control the reaction. Yeah. What is born is like, I got the reaction. Mm-hmm. Those that old argument from from art school you hear it all the time you know you see the artwork that's just splashes of color on a paper or it's a tiny red dot in the middle of a white field and people are say what's i could do that that's not art why why is that art why are we looking at that why is that hanging the in the in the you know museum or or we're sitting here talking about it in a class when it when anybody could sit there and do it and the first answer is is always well 
anybody didn't do it. That artist did it. You didn't do it. That artist did it. And the other thing is, um, if, if we're sitting here talking about it, guess what? It became art. <laughs> if you're, if exactly. it creates, if it creates a reaction, whether it's positive or negative, that artist has done their job to be able to have yeah. somebody even take three minutes out of their day to discuss why they love it or why they hate it. That artist did their job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's saying like, I, I got a reaction. Mm-hmm. And also like, like, again, I, we've talked about it just a little bit in the past, mm-hmm. but I'm going to use the other example, which is Howard Stern. The people that hated his show <laughs> listened to it longer than the people that loved his show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What yeah. I realized was, you know what? They were smart. Mm-hmm. They used they used the people that despised them kind of like as their, their gophers. And yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah it was exactly. it was like Yeah. It's like you you the people that despise you sometimes spread your message better than you could. Oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. why fight it? Why fight it? Just just oh, yeah. Let them, if they're that passionate about it, let them have it. Yeah. Yeah. Apathy is the worst thing you could muster up. You know, like if they have, if there's no, if they're like, okay, great. Then you, then, then you have to adjust what you're doing. And I, uh, yes, um, no, as long as that, that, that worries me. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Keep going. No. Yeah. You got it. You got it. Yeah. It's, that's, that's exactly it. I think that, um, you know, it's funny. I think that's really for no matter what it is, whatever it is you're talking about, whether it's art or politics or religion or whatever it is. I think the biggest problem we have nowadays is, is first of all, being afraid of on some level, like fighting with loved ones and whatnot, which a lot of people do debating or discussing all these things. But I think that the biggest problem we have inside is we don't talk about those differences enough, those things that make us angry or, or, you know, or things that we think need to be changed. Um, I think the problem is we yell, but then the yelling becomes silence because people are like, well, we're just screaming at each other. If people could just sit and talk about their differences and not take it personally, not flare up, um, not completely flare up into anger, you can be passionate about it whatever that is. Um, but I think that that's one of the biggest problems we have. And when it comes to art, I think that um, most people, unfortunately, are in a position where they don't understand it half the time. Um, it's something they didn't grow up with. Even though they did, they don't realize they did that they grew up with it. It's all around us. Um, but to be able to um, have students, younger students, to be able to see it more, to be able to talk about it more, will create create that conversation so that they can have other conversations in life to be able to not immediately shut down a conversation or or a topic or whatever it is they're talking about that makes them angry, right? So to be able to go, gosh, that person is saying the exact opposite of what I believe, so I'm going to run away instead of that person's saying the exact opposite of what I think. So let, let's not sit and let's, talk, let's listen to them for a second. Um, I think it's something that we need to do better. And I think art is one of those things that help us do that. So I think, so I, I, I have 12 rules to success. The ninth rule for me is detached from all outcomes. Got it. Right. It's detached. That's, from, that's a great way out. Detached oh, yeah. from all. All right. So yeah. he, like, We've talked we we've talked about things on this show, but we have like we've taken different sides on the same topic, right? Sure. sure. But the thing is, it's never it's never I have never taken our disagreements when we have disagreed on the show personally. 
I don't right? know if we've ever because really disagreed. Have we disagreed? We talked a we, we talked a little bit about um the last couple times we talked a little bit a little bit about the the um I think the last time when we talked, geez, it's been a while, was the yeah. whole vaccination thing, right? And and we I think we I think oh, okay. we were we were on slightly we were on different bents, but we weren't okay. so far no away condemnation on either yeah, side. Yeah. We couldn't have been yeah, so it, far away that no, I don't remember it, being like <laughs> No, no, yeah. because it be, because no, it never got there because yeah. because both of us we understood where we were coming from. I got yeah, where you were coming from, and you got where I was coming from. And it was yeah. like it makes sense, right? I'm you went. I'm doing it this way for this reason. Sure. And I'm like, I'm doing it this way for this reason. And you're like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's sure. it. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, I think we, I even said I even said this. I even said this at the end is we're both doing what we think is right in that mm-hmm. moment and that's yeah, sure. all any of us can do at the end of the day right yeah so oh yeah well, but going back to like what i mean sorry no it's okay did you want to say do you want to jump in before i no i, I just yeah. think that the, the one so of the best things I, that we could do is is uh, um see both sides or how many sides there are be able yeah. to see and understand all those sides yeah 100 I mean, that's something that a lot of people don't do absolutely, they can't absolutely. they can't see the other side they can't understand the other side or don't want to understand the other side they don't want to I, I well the thing is that's that's the whole detachable outcomes thing it, it comes yeah. from two specifics we are at our most dangerous i think when we, we this is when we are most capable of hurting each other mm-hmm. is when we completely buy an, into an idea so much like it goes like if the ideas we let inside ourselves are going to be the best or the worst things about us mm-hmm. because if we let the if if, if i this is why I'm trying to, this is why I try to avoid constant saying my truth and to keep it to my opinion sure. because hey, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Like I could like straight up. I could yeah. be absolutely wrong about something. Second point is since I can be absolutely wrong about something, if I make it, if I buy into an idea completely and you're like, well, this is how it works, mm-hmm. but I've bought into this idea so completely it's going to mm-hmm. feel like an attack on me. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I'm hit, it's just my opinion and you attack my opinion. And I'm not even, I'm not even saying attack is really the wrong word, but you are yeah. critical of my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's just being critical of an opinion, right? Yeah. And it's it, not, it's you not. You should be critical of your own opinion as well. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. one of the best ways to find out if, you're, if your opinion holds any weight is, can you, can we have a discussion about it? Can you, if you can pick, if you can either, you still don't have to agree with me, but if I can, if I have a solid enough reasoning that you understand where I'm coming from mm. and that's great, but if it makes no sense to you and you can point out why it makes no sense to you, mm. you know, I have to put that in my banks. We can't always see our opinions outside of ourselves. True. All right. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, one yeah. of the better reasons of having these interactions. Right. So mm-hmm. Again, this is why it's important to detach because once you want by detaching from them the emotion of the idea, mm-hmm. you can actually listen honestly. You're always going to have a bit of a bias. I don't think we can fully escape that. But sure. even so, but even so, with that approach, you don't, mm-hmm. it's harder to be manipulated, I think. Because you're always open-minded. And that's what I try to be. 
Does that yeah. make sense? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think that uh, whenever you have an ism or an ideology or whatever, a belief yeah. that that you feel so strongly about that starts becoming your personality. Does that make sense? Yeah, where it starts becoming yeah. your personality, then that's where it starts to become a real problem. Like if you are wearing your whatever it is, whatever idea it is uh, on your yeah. sleeve, um, then then I think that's where it really becomes dangerous, you know, for not not for yeah. society, but for you as an individual, because if you've trapped yourself in that box, there's no way out of that box. Uh, and unless mm -hmm. you start becoming honest with yourself and going, oh, maybe this thing isn't the greatest thing since sliced bread as, I as, as much as I think it is uh, to be able to find poke the holes in your own story, to be able to poke the holes in your own ideas or isms or beliefs or ideologies or whatever it is um, can be helpful to be able to not only strengthen your resolve, whether you think it's true or not, whatever that is, you know, that you're mm -hmm. right or correct or whatever, but to be able to um, also see the other side to where, again, like you said, your critical, um, that, those critical thinking skills of, of, of all sides of that situation. And I think yeah. uh, that's something that, that uh, we struggle with in the 21st, in the 21st century, unfortunately. Yeah. Because all, because the biggest thing is like, remember what I said earlier about liking or hating something. Yeah. Like, it tends to like, I, I, I blame, I don't just blame the media. Pardon me. I don't just blame the media on this, but I think the media plays a big role in this is if you allow for extremes on any ideology. And those are the things mm -hmm. that you often see on socials or on television or on like, like mm -hmm. Twitter or I don't know what the fuck you call it anymore. Uh, <laughs> I mean, whatever, it, whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever, whatever X it marks is. the spot. X marks the spot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be that the algorithm would actually put you with people with your opposite view because it generates it. That's how it generated its revenue oh. revenue is they would put you with different people that we completely disagreed with. Yeah. Um, and you, um, right. Facebook doesn't do it to the same extent, mm -hmm. right. But it does that it, it will, it does have that, uh, capability in it as well, a little bit. Mm -hmm. So there, there, there are subtle ways people are, are people, um, manipulate are manipulated into fighting each other, mm -hmm. even on socials. Yeah. So what happens is, is again, you get locked down into your ideas. Right. And then once you get locked in and so all you're seeing are the extremes, it's almost like you're tempted to pick a side. The smarter choice is I think most of us, honestly, and then this is this is this is just, I think, on the especially on the political stance, we all want to be moderates. Right. Moderate left, moderate right, moderate whatever. Like we all because I think all of us can see like there's benefits to every side of the spectrum. Yeah. And I think where, where the compromise comes into play is, okay, which parts of this do we like? What parts of it maybe do we have to compromise on a little bit? Mm -hmm. And maybe which part and which parts maybe we don't, maybe we mm -hmm. shouldn't go down. Yeah. But I think that's, that's a matter of a that's That's a smaller, more community-based discussion, I think, than a, like a country-wide discussion. Yeah. But, but that, but that's the thing, right? But generally speaking, Again, you and I can have a discussion about probably anything and probably for about, I'll, I'll go as far as say as 90% of, of what we discuss, we'll generally agree. Like there might be little nuances here and there, 90%. And on the 10% we disagree with, I bet you like eight or 9% of that is compromisable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, and yeah. that's, at, right. That's 
what that means is we're more alike than we're different. But we a lot of times we forget this because we get caught up in, oh my god, oh my god, Trump did this today, or oh my god, Biden's a <laughs> yeah, right? And I'm like, why? Yeah. Who cares? Right? Like, yeah. like I yeah, I don't care about that. I'm more more interested in what you do. But if you want to talk that way, we can. I'm good with that too. But it's like. Mm-hmm. We're more of the same, but, but most of us just want to do our thing and give others the freedom to do theirs. Because really, yeah, doesn't matter any other way. Yeah, yeah, that's one hundred percent. I think that the, the one of the biggest things is when you have when you have those isms or those ideologies, and they start to encroach um, on government or or individual everyday mm-hmm. lives. Um, that's when you really start, and we're seeing that a, a lot, unfortunately. Here, we've seen it for the last since government has government in the history of the world. Right. Um, But I think that, that now we're getting so tunnel visioned. A lot of people get so tunnel visioned. And unfortunately, a lot of those tunnel visioned people are, are the ones that are in charge. The ones that, that um, who maybe, maybe on camera say, say, you know, we want this, we, we deserve that. We demand this. And then when the camera turns off, they're like, we don't really care about that kind of stuff. We're just trying to make everybody mad. You know, we're just well, trying to we're just trying to pick people against each other. I haven't I've haven't interviewed politicians like mm-hmm. and one of the hardest things, one of the things you got to kind of come to terms with when and when you interview somebody with that. And I they're, they're an easy one to talk about is mm-hmm. they do believe it to some degree and mm-hmm. they have to. I re- under I understood this like from because they have to they have to go and convince people to go with an idea. Yeah. Well, if you don't buy into your like, this is just human psychology. If you don't buy into your idea itself, mm-hmm. you can't sell it. Yeah. Right. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. So they have to kind of somewhat find their own personal, mm-hmm. like, I think it's where, this is where it's easy to lose your integrity in politics. Is sometimes the message is so, um, like, yeah, like you know, like you just. But if you don't buy into this, you're not going to get what you are really trying to go for out of this. I think, and everybody has to make that decision on an individual basis. But I just speak from my experiences. Mm-hmm. There is a, there is a degree of buying in with them as well they, because they have to, and I understand why. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that it, it's, it's, it, it's necessarily the way I would love to see my politicians. Mm-hmm. But I also understand there's a little bit of the nature of the beast. I'm not entirely sure how you escape. No matter what system we create, mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure how you escape that completely. You yeah. know what I mean? I just because yeah. you have to buy in, right? Sure. Yeah. Well, here's a question for you then. So yeah. in the in the political landscape of the last hundred years, two hundred years, okay. uh, and we'll stick with just America, right? Okay, we'll stick sure. With just the United States. Um, do you think people are more likely to? lean towards a politician who uses fear as their weapon to vote for them or one who uses um, positive change or moving forward as their focus of wanting people to vote for them. I, okay. So like, if you vote, no, 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 no. Say, if you vote for me, the, if you don't vote for me, these people will do this and you, you'll hate it. And your way of life will be ruined or Hey everybody, let's, Let's build up this thing so everybody can have the thing, whatever that thing is. So actually, I'll, I'll, I, I'm going to use my, my I'm going to, I'm going to answer this. Actually, it depends on what the politician's goal is. Sure. If the goal is to win, 
then yes, fear has become a lot more prevalent. If the goal is to change, hmm. right? Okay. That, right? Right? So the motivation Not, can adjust. Yeah, but like, like, like because because here's the thing, right? You can get you can for I just didn't know this as I've gotten older. Maybe it's because I just give a shit a lot less, <laughs> right? Yeah. I can I can ask for stuff a lot more, mm-hmm. right? And and it's amazing what you can get when you ask for it sometimes, mm-hmm. right? And we often forget that we often forget that even with our, even with the president of the United States, everything is a negotiation, mm-hmm. and I mean everything. Yeah, and we a lot often I think I. I think one of the biggest differences of politics in the last 200 years is I think the American people have been talked out of doing things for themselves. Right? It's one that's, the, the fear only works because mm-hmm. we trust a certain group of people because they know what they're doing. I'm far less convinced of that as yeah. I've gotten older and wiser. <laughs> yeah, but they that, don't know they're doing. <laughs> you know, no, I, I'm very, very yeah. unconvinced of this. Wasn't it, I, isn't it funny when we were kids where we're like, oh, the adults have it all under control. They know what they're doing. <laughs> and, and now we're like, they had no idea. We don't know what we're doing. They had no idea. They have no idea what they're doing. Oh, man. We're, exactly. No. We're in trouble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, this is, this is where me being a freelancer, like, I'm a bit of a nightmare for, for people in authority. Because now, because I don't look at them the same way. I just yeah, don't. Right. I look at them as yeah. people straight, straight yeah. up. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you have a badge. We're talking. Right. Yeah. I, I, right. We're, we're talking and right. And, and mm-hmm. you may want me to do something. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. We're going to negotiate this. And, sure. and, and it, it, it's, it's weird watching, watching, uh, watching people with authority processing mm-hmm. this while I'm doing this to them. They're like, <laughs> Yeah. He's not resisting me exactly, but he's mm-hmm. not cooperating either. And I'm not sure what to do about it. Right. Because yeah. what I'm doing is I'm setting my terms for cooperation. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's something that I think that is something any of us can do, mm-hmm. but we very often or we very often don't do it. We very often don't do it. I, I, I started doing this during the pandemic and I realized it works more often than new people realize because honestly it's about figuring out what people really want in that situation right mm-hmm. that, that's what it really it comes down to and sure. very often if you give them people what they want they will they will scratch your back too so yeah. i've learned i've learned this skill set and this applies to anybody the the reality of the situation i think with with politics day is the america or we'll stick to the united states canada's worse than this in some ways and better than others um the American people are too used to having other people do their dirty work for them. And I'm talking, I'm talking, uh, we talk about like problems that exist. Now, Mm -hmm. some of your problems don't have easy solutions. I'm not entirely sure how to deal with your, your mass shooting problem. Cause there's, that is, that's, that is a, that is, I think that would require the American people to actually be very honest with their gun dealing with the gun companies and dealing with that military industrial complex. Yeah. You're old enough to remember that concept. Not everybody. It's so accepted today that, that I don't, I'm not sure people fully understand what I say for younger generations. You, you, I'm, I'm not, it's, it's a history lesson. Um, we have a pharmaceutical, we also have a pharmaceutical industrial complex as well, which is also a big problem. Yeah. The fact is you have all these big giant, 
like little monsters inside the system. Oh yeah. And to change the change the system, honestly, uh, requires an awareness of those what those monsters are doing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think the one thing I also I will say also the other big difference too is the average American citizen doesn't know what what they can really do anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's that that. Uh, so you've done that. So to keep people pacified mm-hmm. or to keep people in a certain to keep saying that things don't change. Mm-hmm. That's where fear comes in. That's mm-hmm. where fear and and like I could make a legitimate argument that you haven't had a unique president since uh, Kennedy. Okay. Right. I could I could make I could make that argument and yeah. it's depressing. Like like we yeah. we this would be alcohol. You would have alcohol. We both would be very sad at the end of it. Um. Right. Uh, um. I could make that argument because there, there in a lot of way in a lot of ways you're not really. Regardless of which side of the defense you're on, Biden and Trump are far more similar than they're different. Honestly, right? And there's, yeah, there's a lot of similarities there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I would argue, I'm not, so I'm not trying to get you off. Uh, but uh, um, Carter had some things in there that I think that that could could uh, uh, take him out of the Car- list of just having. But he made some major mistakes. Where oh, no, 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 no. Where he was a one and done. Car- Carter's an interesting study. He really is. Like, yeah. He 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 is. I will definitely say this. I mean, he is your best argument against that point. I, no, he <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, le- yeah. Le- le- legitimately. Yeah. I, I like. I'm not. There's no no joke. Yeah. He was such an interesting mm-hmm. president. Um, he's worth a study. But I, but okay. But even even Obama, Obama has a little had a little bit of Jimmy Carter in him a as little well. Yeah. A little bit. He, but sadly, he's also a little bit more like like the other guys than a lot of people would like to acknowledge. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that said, um, right. The whole thing is understanding. So a guy that uses positivity can point all these things out, mm. honestly, and you can actually make, again, it's about that whole negotiation thing. I don't, mm-hmm. if I, if my goal is to change the system mm-hmm. and not necessarily win, I can say more things about the system Sometimes when you watch a presidential primary, like you know that there's some of those candidates have no chance in hell. Yeah, some of them, some of them, thank God. But some of them, it's also interesting. Um, some of them, it's interesting because what happens is um, they're allowed to say things that other the candidates like to win can't. Mm-hmm. And if they, I think that that's an interesting position because you can you can you can dictate to some degree what the discussion points are in that situation. And if you dictate it correctly, you can affect the change without winning. So to answer your question, I think to win the game today, fear is the primary weapon of choice. Mm -hmm. I think, but I also think to change the system for the better, Mm -hmm. the positivity actually does a lot more than people realize. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think you touched on something really, really important there, especially in the in the kind of switch between mm-hmm. like uh, um, boomers and Gen uh, X, yeah. which we are, uh, Gen yeah. X, and then uh, millennials, Gen Z, Gen Y, which isn't old enough to vote if I'm, if yeah. I'm remembering the ages correctly. Um, I think that those younger generations that are coming up are starting to understand how, how that there's that there are more of us than there are of them situation. So yes. when you talk about those, those, um, 
those uh, powers that be, like you, you talked about police officers and you've talked about, uh, we've talked about politicians, talked about, you know, whatever it is, um, corporations, yeah. corporations. I think that they're, they're starting to see that that the, the, the ants have more power than the queen. You know what I mean? Like, so wow. you, so you're starting to see people who aren't taking jobs for, for $5 an hour where they'll have to have three of those jobs to be able to survive. You're and, and then, but then people are saying, like well, it. nobody wants to work. It's not that nobody wants to work. We want to work be, to be able to feed ourselves and our family, be able to pay our rent and, and maybe buy a new pair of shoes from time to time, you know, what, 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 maybe what? go see a movie also. And mm -hmm. I think that's, um, that's something that this younger generation is starting to do really well. I I've been watching also these, um, um, while anybody would say that um, I would bet that a good percentage of police officers are out there to do good. There's also a percentage that, that maybe don't always know the law, you know, and I'm not sure, not disparaging any police officers, maybe don't always um, know what the right thing to do in, in difficult situations are. So you have these people going out and testing to see what police officers will do in certain situations. If they will, um, if they will um, essentially um, not back the, the individual's right to be able to whatever it is, do whatever that in individual mm -hmm. thing is. Um, and you're seeing a lot of times where police officers kind of get it wrong um, just because they weren't trained. It's not necessarily their fault. Um, but they just weren't trained in those specific rights or those specific laws or whatever it is. So you're seeing a lot more people push back on those on those well, powers yeah. that be, um, which which I personally think is is a good thing. If you don't check those powers that be from time to time, they're gonna become too powerful to do anything about. So uh, you know, in in my mind, it's not a disrespecting. It's not you know not taking that that authority seriously. It's about making sure that the authorities know that they're here to serve the 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 mass mm -hmm. amount the people and uh, the second that they don't do that is the second that they need to get kind of checked back does that make sense not not to like you know be disrespectful or anything no not, uh, but so to to, I, to understand I, 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 that their role is to protect uh even if someone is breaking the law it doesn't mean you can bash your head in and call it a day you know not that police officers do that I'm just using an example. <laughs> Not that all police Sometimes. officers. Do that. I, 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 no, 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 I, 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 okay. So I lived in Phoenix, right? Mm -hmm. So it was funny because I got to watch. So not only are the police there, but the military police are there. Mm. Right. Okay. So it's the first time in my life I've ever seen cops get their balls busted by some, by another authority. Cause military police will go after cops. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They will. In certain situations, they, they very rarely go after civilians unless mm -hmm. you are really, you're a really dangerous kind of person. Yeah. But they, but they, but I have seen them go out. I have seen them bust cops for doing things they shouldn't be doing. So dance. So, I mean, to the first part, it, like, yeah, I would say not again, it's like anything else. 90% of the people, that do their job are just doing their best to serve right and that's not I just the best yeah police officers that's that's the military people in the military mm -hmm. but like every group but in every group if it's a big enough group there's assholes in every group yeah. it doesn't matter what it oh, is yeah. right oh, yeah. right right yeah i think where that kind of ver veers off is in politics politicians yeah. if you're a politician and you're not looking at the width and breadth of every person that you not just people that voted for you but every person that you represent in your district, in your state, in your whatever it is, um, if you're not paying attention to everybody's um, best interest, then you're not doing your job as a politician. You know, whatever whatever values or whatever isms or whatever ideologies that you use to be able to give yourself a moral compass, 
whatever that may mean for for some people. Um, if you're not looking out for every person in your district, um, if you're purposefully trying to push one group down for the advancement of another group, then you're you're definitely you definitely don't understand what your role is as a politician. I would say, in my humble opinion. Okay, well, I agree with the second half of that okay. fully. Okay, the first half. Okay, so this goes back to something I said earlier. We always right, get so deep, the, Josh. Why do we always get so deep? Because why can't we just talk about? <laughs> because 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 this is this is because I, I have a theory. See, I have a theory. Stuff. Yeah, right. I mean, here's my theory. You don't get to talk about this too often, and I don't mind talking about it with yeah. you. Oh yeah, and that's, I love and talking this about movie. this stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. nobody around me ever yeah. wants to talk about it, so I'm dumb down. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck it. I don't care. And I don't care. Right. I I really don't. I'll talk about it legitimately anything. I know I'm shy from it. But the first half of that, mm-hmm. here's, I, and this this comes down to, I think, there's a degree of compromise. You cannot make everybody Always. happy. You Always. have, you cannot. You're right. Mm-hmm. The pushing, you, like, complete. I'm completely with you. Pushing one group down for, for an agenda, mm-hmm. completely with you there. But I, I do think, and this is just a human aspect. You're not, you're not going to make everybody happy. Sure. You, I don't think you can. I think, I think what the real job is there is okay. What is going to give everybody the best opportunity to keep going? That right? That is it. That is it. You because you're not going because you go if you go too much the first half of mm-hmm. that. I don't think I don't think you'd ever get anywhere because I I, yeah. I just think that there's just it's too many marbles trying to mm-hmm. put them in a corner, right? Yeah. It's just going to go yeah. everywhere, right? I think you're you're but, hitting but, on but the head a little like, bit better. You're saying it a little better than I. We're, we're essentially saying the same thing, yeah. uh, but I think that yeah. uh, one of the thing one of the problems is when you try to like if you try to do something like I'll give you an example. So um, like a tax levy. Mm-hmm. So there are people who who. I'll just use school because that's that's you know yeah, that's sure, sure. Go, 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 so go, go. Uh, so a school levy to be able to raise taxes for the public school to be able to continue to just not even to build a new whatever usually it's just to be able to continue to run the school in a, in the normal manner that the school runs usually so there are a lot of people who would say yeah you know you need a few more bucks you know so we'll we'll continue to pay taxes to make sure the school can run efficiently. And there's some people who goes, why am I even paying taxes to the school? I don't have any children in the school, right? If it's an older person or someone who decided oh, to yeah, never have children, right? So, yeah. So I, I hear this not all the time, but often enough to where, to where I, I decided that I needed to have a, a, a response. So, you know, if somebody comes up and says, yes, I, you know, the school, it stinks that the school needs to levy another point zero 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 five percent of taxes to be able to run the school efficiently with nothing being cut or changed um but if that's what needs to happen that's what's going to happen my my kids go to that school i want them to have the best education and have great let's do it but then you have the group of people who say i'm not i don't want to pay any more taxes to a school that i'm not that my kid i don't even have kids going to why should i pay taxes to a school where i don't have any kids going to it and my answer to that question is well, even though you don't have kids going to school, you don't want to live in a community of idiots, right? So you want to be able to have a school system that teaches 
reading, writing, and arithmetic, arts, language, music, um, uh, critical thinking, and problem-solving skills. Because if they don't teach those things, within 10, 15 years, you'll start to see those things become a problem in your community, whether it's a lack of critical thinking and problem-solving skills, whether it's poverty continuing to grow, whether it's uh, uh, um, literacy levels dropping at a, at, a, at a roller coaster rate. So to be able to um, to be able to levy uh, that small percentage more of taxes for you to be the school, while you don't see those benefits directly with your with your lack of children in this case, you'll see the benefits because your community will continue to run efficiently because you have people who have been educated enough to be able to do that thing. So to me, um, it's kind of like that dichotomy of of uh, of it doesn't directly help me, so I'm going to be against it. And we have a lot of that in politics, but even though it does help the community, if it doesn't help that person directly, they're going to automatically vote against it because they, because they don't see how it benefits in a whole. Does that make sense? And you could use that analogy with, I use school, but you could use that for anything, utilities, for power, for, 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 um, for anything in, in any basic community to be able to, um, to be able to find those places where it may help the whole but it might not help the individual was certain individuals. So instead of, of denying other people that, you know, do you know what I'm saying? No, no, I, I hear you. Yeah. But I, if I, if I were to, so this is how I'll tell you my answer, how I answer it. It's yeah. not how I answer it. I usually go to that person and goes, goes like, I, I, I look at that where their situation is. And I just ask them this question. Did you get here on your own? <laughs> No, no, and and and, and I, I go like that, and they go mm-hmm. to me. Well, what do you mean? Um, somebody gave you a break, right? Mm-hmm. Somewhere along the way, someone gave you an opportunity, mm-hmm. and 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 they all say this. Oh, yeah, someone did. Mm-hmm. Okay, so think of it like this, and I, and this is how I say this. I think one of the biggest mistakes, honestly, and this is just not. This isn't. Um, this is just the whole viewpoint on the student body. We treat it like an expense. What we should be saying is this is an investment, right? Right. Schools so are not in the in the in the uh, in the job of making money. They're in the job of spending money to be able to create adults who are responsible. Uh, well, uh, but the thing is, it, it it is making money though, and very 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 simple. And, and it'll very it's a long game, but it does make money. Look, mm. I want a better world. Forget, 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 forget the moment right now. I want a better world. And what I really want to see is I want to see, I, I want to see like, like people coming up that are as driven as I am, smarter than I am, better. Right. Hopefully, now this is the caveat here. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. The, right. Right. The yeah. education system is better than when I went. Sometimes I wonder. But don't believe, right? Oh, right, 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 right. See? see? Yeah, um, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, but that's that's the hope, yeah. right? Yeah. That's the hope. Mm-hmm. So what I want is I I have had the opportunity to go chase my dreams. I've mm-hmm. had the freedom to do it. Mm-hmm. I want that freedom for everybody that comes up behind me too, right? Yeah. I want someone to give some give the next generation the breaks I got. In fact, I want them to be better. Exactly. Yeah. And that right. And then 
And when I approach that to that very crotchety old person that's got, that's retired and doesn't want to pay, and I ask it to them like that, suddenly they get very sheepish. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Right? Right? They get very sheepish and go, well, um, um. So one of two things will happen. They'll go very silent. Mm -hmm. They don't want to fight with me anymore because I've kind of already kind of, I've kind of crushed them. Or they'll be like, I haven't thought about it that way. Mm -hmm. And I, right? And, because I think one of the biggest things, and this is this is the the, we very often take things from an accountant's point of view, and that's the nature, unfortunately, of the world we live in. We live in a world of being counting, yeah. not a world of 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 just doing things. Somewhere along the way, and once you understand that, you like when you have a workforce that's considered a liability on a tax sheet, that tells you everything you really need to know about how we view people as a society. Yep. So that, right. That tells you it. Now, could you imagine mm-hmm. if you just flip that and turn the people in employment into an investment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd be able to, it'd be a better world. Just, just doing that one little thing alone mm-hmm. would change the whole complexion of how we view things sure. completely. And that's, that's something like, like, um, that's something that, that I think is a very old way of thinking mm-hmm. that I'm praying to God disappears as we get more and more decentralized mm-hmm. as time goes on. Um, I like, that's my hope, but that's the argument you should be making. It's an investment in the future yeah. and maybe you won't see it, but then at that point, mm-hmm. just point out once upon a time, someone gave you a break. Mm-hmm. Well, again, I think you touched on something super important there. You talked about uh, the generation, boomer generation, and then you talk about the millennial generation. I think Gen Gen Xers like us do a pretty good job of saying, leave me out of this. This is <laughs> this is on some level. This is not our fight um, because we're just we're just going to work. We're doing our job. We're getting it done usually. Right. But I think you're seeing I, I, a lot I, of that I, again. I, it's those. I'm evolving into a supervillain, Dave, and we'll talk about that a little, little bit. I, I, hey, I, hey, that's great. That sometimes that gets me up, right? <laughs> well, but I, it, but I just, think we're it, seeing. Well, go ahead. But, but, but no, I, but we'll go there, and then we'll go back to you. I just, I just think I've come to a realization that if I'm going to change the world, then I must be directly involved in it. That's what sure. it's come down to. Like, yeah, like if there's yeah. one thing we got to shed is what we do matters. All of us. Mm-hmm. So if we did mm-hmm. we could approach it from that perspective, hey, listen, I would love to be left alone and do it, right? Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't, I can't, um, how do I put this? I can't fight every single battle. Mm-hmm. But what do I care about? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what do I honestly care about? Because if I care about it, something, then mm-hmm. I will fight for it. Because that, right? And, I, and the difference now, like, this reason I say I'm becoming a supervillain is, um, I don't really care who's on the other side anymore. Mm-hmm. If that's what I really want to fly, if I believe in something, and again, I realize I might violate, it might violate my ninth rule a little bit. Again, mm-hmm. I'm, I got to be committed, to, but again, there's a little bit of a balance. You got to be committed to it, but you got to be open up to listen when, you, when you're wrong. Yeah. But if I think I'm right, and if I think this is a worthwhile fight, I'll fight the world. Yeah. And I've learned that you need to have that edge to make any real changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's where I think that Gen Xers are getting that job done. We're yeah. the ones raising those millennials that are pushing back. 
right? Yeah. So we're the ones that are raising them with with that those moral values, that understanding of of money will not bring you happiness. Do not work for money. Work for your happiness and work for your family to be safe and you to be safe and everybody around you. It's those kind of morals that that um, it's, it's that kind of of um, trenches warfare is that is that the term i'll use yeah, uh, that gen x's it, are doing yeah. where to where we are not we're just like if if just leave us alone we've got our kids under control and our kids are going to be the ones that we're teaching how to see the holes in the system the cracks in the system right so what you're seeing is a lot of the boomers going oh nobody gave me this nobody gave me that when in fact they they did they gave you know they the middle class right after world war ii was was no pun intended was booming and to be yeah, able to have those systems yeah to be able to have those systems where they could buy a house they could raise a family they could you know have that one job they could work in a, in a gas station and be able to buy a house and raise a family and still go on vacation from time to time um but that's not what's happening now so i think that that uh, it's that that argument that gen xers are seeing between boomers and millennials and we're just sitting back and going yeah yeah okay you, we, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Our kids got it under control. You know, soon the kids will be in charge and and everything is going to, you know, not everything, of course, but uh, but um, they're seeing some of those cracks in the system. And I think uh, for me, for me, as somebody who is raising, um, um, I think, pretty good kids uh, that are that are that are going to be the ones that have to take over that the mess that's been created. Um, I think they're starting to see, you know, and I think our generation also, we don't. We don't sit back and go, you do it this way because we told you to do it this way. You know what I mean? We, we were the generation that sits back and goes and asks our kids, what do you think about that? You know, why, what do you think, what do you think should happen? What do you think, you know, why do you think that thing to happen happened? How could it have not happened that way? You know what I mean? Like asking those questions while we do get um, ridiculed on some level for being like the uh, uh, participation trophy givers. <laughs> We're also the ones who, who uh, uh, are creating generations of kids who have, who have empathy, who, who have an understanding and who, who know that the, the ultimate goal should not be um, piles and piles of money that does not give you happiness money can produce happiness on some level because it gives you a freedom and understanding to be able to do things that you need to do in the society that we've laid out. But to be able to have 70 billionaires and five, 500,000 families living in poverty, that's a, that's a prompt trying to get my hands on the screen. That's a problem that, uh, that I think that our gen, that uh, the generation that we're raising is, is starting to, um, to become more aware of. Ooh. Okay. So, yeah, hit me with it. Okay, let's uh, do it. How do, how do I attack this? <laughs> I love it. I, 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 think, I think the other thing is that, okay, technically speaking, I'm right. I'm 1981. So I, depending on which oh, you're right chart you look at, I'm either right. I'm, yeah, <laughs> you're right yeah. there. I'm either I'm either Gen X, depending on uh-huh. some, or I'm a millennial on the other, right? Depending on which way right you're there. looking at it. But either way, yep. does right? Either way. Mm-hmm. Um. Right. So here's the thing. I think the biggest thing we've noticed is we're not going to retire. And oh, no. we and we realize no, we're, we're not. We're not. And we know we, we don't have any mean, we don't have the means to be able to do it. Yeah. Exactly. No, it got taken. Yeah. Like 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 we watched like even my grandmother. Like and we let him do it. Yeah. And we yes. let him do it. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it wasn't mm-hmm. just us. Our 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 previous generation let them do it yeah. too because yep. they, they, no, they, they boomers started doing it. We we saw it happening, and maybe we we're yeah. too late to notice what was happening. But then when we noticed it, we and so, I, so, I say the 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 we as in the politicians that we hired to be able to fix this <laughs> did not. So well well see again. This goes back to something I said earlier. Mm-hmm. We trusted other people to do something that we should have done ourselves. Right. And, and the, the thing is, so we, we see this, I don't, but I, 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 but I would teach what I've been teaching people is it's not about money. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I'm very careful with even with, well, I'm very careful with happiness. Exactly. Because that's, that's, that can be, that's a, um, it's very objective, a very subjective term. It's a, yeah, it's a subjective term. It's nothing you can concrete. But this is what I do say: it's not about money; it's about time, because time's a real currency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I tell people: yeah. it's, it's about time. Mm-hmm. You have to create those. Now, again, you do what you want in those moments. Mm-hmm. That's what, like honestly, that is the real freedom of the world. Is uh, yeah. it's our and limitation. What's that? Yeah, and what's that phrase that I keep hearing? We've heard it for 20 years, 30 years, um, and especially the millennial generation is starting to really not just say it as like a platitude, but actually live yeah. it is they're not living to work. They're working to live. Yeah, you know, exactly, The job exactly. that you have should not be – the job that you have should not be your identity. The job that you have should be the thing that helps you to be able to see and explore and understand your world better. Yeah, it, it- if the job's what you want to go for too and here's the like as a freelancer this is gonna sound counterintuitive the moment i stopped chasing <laughs> money and started chasing time mm-hmm. right yep. i started making mm-hmm. more money yep that right yep. That, that that's yep. right i i don't because i look i mean that I mean from a concrete just a concrete standard standpoint you do need, you need like it is a little bit about money but it's but it's also but it's also you got you got to understand what money actually is money's a tool that's what it mm-hmm. is. That's all it is. At the end of the day, it's it's a tool, or yeah. it's debt. Depending on what how you how you look at it, it's one or the other. So, yeah. if it's a tool, if it's a tool to help you get shit, mm-hmm. then you use it for that reason and that reason only. You can always mm-hmm. get money. Mm-hmm. Times another story. Mm-hmm. Times another story. I can't undo that clap. Yeah, I can't. There's no mechanism that will let me go back and get take that clap back. Mm-hmm. I we can only go forward, and it's in the minutes we have matter. Most of us do not like I, this. Almost sounds nihilistic. It's not, but it sounds it. Mm-hmm. There is no tomorrow. There's now. So what do you want to do while you're here? Because mm-hmm. it matters, mm-hmm. right? That's what I tell people because that that's that's something concrete, right? And it gives them the freedom to. It gives them the freedom to chase their happiness, whatever that looks yeah. like, right? Yeah. It, right? Because if you understand that it's all about your time, you now have mm-hmm. a, man, a mechanism to manipulate to find your happiness. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, and I think we're seeing that more and more in family, family life, and family. You know, yeah. that shifting of, of of that family values, if you want to use that term. I don't know if I would, but where where our parents. Uh, my yeah. dad, especially, I was lucky enough to have a mom who was a stay-at-home mom. Uh, so we always had a parent yeah. there, which was great. But my dad, five o'clock in the morning to nine o'clock at night. You know what I mean? And it's that yeah. that that working, you know, working to live, 
living to work, <laughs> flip it, living to work yeah, situation like, but, that was that was very common for 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 my generation's parents, and it was just what they did. Cause that's what they were taught to do. You go to job, your work, you stay there for, for nine, 10 hour, 11 hours. You do extra stuff. You don't, you know, you make sure that you're, you know, there on time wearing your suit and your tie. And I think that, um, if, you know, if I, I would say my dad did a pretty good job of being there, uh, um, when he, he could be there and, and being there. And I think my dad was there for, for, for a lot of the important stuff. Um, but he was oftentimes not because of his work. And I think that if he were to go back and look at it and go, gosh, I wish I would have, I wish I would have not stayed at work for those three extra hours. I wish I would have come home and rode bikes with my kids so, so, or tossed the ball around yeah. or played Barbies with my daughters or whatever it was. Yeah, no, you miss it. Like, like you, you, I mean, there is a little bit of give and take. I think no matter what generation you go into, there's always going to be a little bit of that give and take. But I think, okay, like I said, the previous generation was taught, hey, you, you go, you work hard, you'll you'll get what you want at the end. And and in your dad's defense, I'm just going to say this, like when he did what he did, he he wasn't doing it for him. No, yeah, of course At not. least initially yeah. anyway, Right, he was doing it to make give you yeah. the best life possible, but sure. I mean that mentality kind of still exists mm-hmm. somewhat today. I was at um, uh, <laughs> I was uh, in Vancouver, like 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 working my last my last bit of this day job I was working at. I knew I was quitting, even like way before the pandemic. Pandemic kind of derailed where I was going to go next a little bit, but <laughs> but I already knew I was I, I I already knew where I I was like I had made a decision when I went to Vancouver that I was going to save up a certain degree of money for about mm-hmm. three to six months, mm-hmm. right? So I can get out into the world and transition and take some risk because I needed to take the risk. Like I, I just couldn't do this. I had put too much time into this job. But I was watching people in Vancouver because they were un- they were deliberately understaffed on every, like oh, that shift was mm-hmm. understaffed on literally every possible way. There were people there working 10, 12 hours. I would just come in for my shift and go home. Mm-hmm. Right. They, 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 they would, they would try to, they, they, they tried to force me to, uh, mm-hmm. to, they try to get me to get as much out, out of me as they can, but sure. I, 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 I didn't give a shit. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So I, I, it, it, they, I, 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 I broke a few supervisors with just how they, they just, <laughs> I, I, like, yeah. again, everything's a negotiation. Yeah. Everything. So if, if you're, you're staying two this- more hours longer, you're going to pay me for those two hours, aren't you? And if they say, oh, no, you're just doing it out of the- You're just doing it to be a team player. Well, well but, no. But, uh, <laughs> no. But even they, well. there comes, there comes like, mm-hmm. to your point, there comes a point. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fucking matter anymore how many hours you work. And mm-hmm. also, like the thought, the thought process event. Like again, I'm a single guy. I don't necessarily have a kid to worry about. Mm. Do I want to spend all my time here? Yeah. I don't like even coming in here for my <laughs> my trip now. Why yeah, would I yeah, want to stay yeah. extra, right? Yeah. So I never did. And, and they would, they would, they would push one little thing on me that they could, mm-hmm. but I failed because mm-hmm. I didn't like. But then I figured out like they they were cheating. They were actually cheating a little bit, mm-hmm. right? So. That half hour difference, it, they had, they got they could keep me for an extra half hour. Mm-hmm. Based, I know the but the they had rules and then they were bending them. Yeah. But that extra half hour took it, it was it was an extra hour of me going home every night. Yeah. So I couldn't get out of that extra half hour. So I decided to make that extra half hour as uncomfortable as possible for them. Because if I'm here, I don't give a shit. I just want to go home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they, they and they kind of realized this mm-hmm. and. They still pushed it because they wanted they, they wanted to get everything they could out of me, mm-hmm. but I but they got less 
and less yeah. and less yeah. because I just, I'm not, and that was hard for us. Guys, the guys, they had bought all the way in at 11, 12 hours, like days. And I, I looked at them like, you're fucking insane. Like, like you are, I, I get the cost and everything, but still you're fucking insane. Yeah. One guy I told him about six weeks before I was quitting, I quit 11, actually four weeks because pandemic sped up my process a little bit. Sure. But um, I told him I was walking away from this, and he didn't believe me until I actually walked away. It's like you, you yeah. meant what I, it's like you meant. It's like yeah, mm-hmm. that mentality still exists in certain certain jobs, and and you got to realize like the money the money has to be good, sure, mm-hmm. but the time has to be good too. Yeah, and if I'm going to choose, if I'm going to have to choose, I'm going to choose time over money yeah. every single time. Yeah. Yeah. And you see that, I think you see that in, in most jobs where they'll say, you know, if there's a job where they go, your, your shift or your whatever starts at three o'clock, but you need to be in at two forty-five, and your shift ends at, at nine, whatever, but you need to clock out at eight forty-five before you finish your stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you say, well, wait a minute, that's a half hour that you, mm-hmm. sh- that I'm working. Shouldn't you be paying? Oh no, no, that's just what you do. Because that's just what how it is. You come in 15 minutes early to get ready, and then so you're ready for your shift at whatever three o'clock, and then you you clock out because you're just finishing up your job, and you can leave at nine o'clock. I think that that's kind of the stuff that people are. That's the kind of stuff that corporations have done for ever to be able to save money, to be able to to uh, mm-hmm. uh, to be able to, to to save money on their bottom line, which which. You know, hey, <laughs> of course they would try to do that, but I think people are coming a little bit more aware of that. Go, no, no, no. If you want me in at eight forty-five, you're gonna start paying me at eight forty-five. If you want me to, if I'm staying here till nine, you're gonna pay me until nine o'clock. And if I go till nine fifteen because you need me to stay to do stuff, you're gonna pay for me for that also. And I think it's that. I think what it is is that the generation before boomers saw that as just a part of the job, just a hard, just being a hard worker. Right. Which is not wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just being a hard worker. You go have a job. You're committed to that job. You don't want to get fired. You whatever you, you, you know, you need me to stay for 15 more minutes off the clock. OK, let's let's do this. But then that 15 minutes starts becoming 20, starts becoming a half an hour, starts becoming an hour. Um, but I think that this generation is starting to realize well, you need me more than I the, you know, the, 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 the corporation needs the worker more than the worker needs the corporation. You can go get another job the next day. Mm-hmm. So to be able to, to look at that and say, you're taking advantage of, like you said, my time, you're, you're stealing my time from me when you don't have any right to do that. And I think that's something that this generation is, is seeing more. These younger generations are seeing more and saying, saying we have no problem working. We have no problem working hard. We have no problem working for you, but you have to pay us to be able to get that job done. If you want people yeah. to come do the thing you need them to do, you gotta, you gotta pay. You gotta pay so we can pay. We can pay our rent and eat every day, yep. at least twice. And if, <laughs> and, and, if, and, and if you don't want me, to, and if you don't want to, I'm out. You're and your company's because probably gonna go down. Company, yeah. Well, well, no, no, it just what you realize is they wanted to create a replaceable worker, like the like mm-hmm. like the, like that generation. They wanted to mm-hmm. they, because again, it costs money to have people retire. It does. Yeah. So it's a huge expense yeah. for a company, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So they want to save money. So they want to create a replaceable worker. But when they did mm-hmm. that, they made themselves replaceable. Yeah. That's 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 basically in our generation. Like like 
isn't going to see retirement. So, I mean, I kind of made this decision now. It's like, what do I want to do for the rest of my life mm-hmm. is I want to work for me. This is, this is one of the reasons why I did it was because I just realized I, there isn't a job I want. And that's not that like, I, right. I'm not afraid to do a job. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't want it. So yeah. do I want to, I had a, I, I again, my, my side gig is a hockey man for the NHL. I work on an NHL team. That's nice. a side gig. That's awesome. Right. Yeah. It's really cool. But the, I'm working in the warehouse there, and, and they were like, one of the guys in the warehouse goes, you should work for the trains. You make six figures. How many hours am I putting in? Mm-hmm. They told me. And it was just like, no, God, no. It's like, fuck yeah. no. Right? There's a point. There's a there's a point. Like, again, you got to make a decision of what that, mm-hmm. what your, what's your life. I truly believe this. We all do what we want to do, mm-hmm. no matter what. So the question then becomes, then what do we really want to do? And what actions are we taking to make that world real? Yeah. And whatever that is, whatever that is, is that's the life we live. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I said at the very, very beginning, I want to eliminate the word but. I want to do this but yeah. out of everything. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you are doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And it might yeah. be for the best of reasons. Yeah. But you've got to understand what those are. Mm-hmm. Especially if you want to change. Yeah. And I think that you, along those lines, you have a lot of people, the younger generations, boomers and Gen Xers, were more willing to stay at a job for longer than they hated because that was just what you did. You know, you just had your job. Mm-hmm. You you did that job. You're, you have a job. You're lucky to have a job. You're, you know, whatever they're paying you to do that job is what they're paying you. But I think that those younger kids are starting to see, starting to see, see it differently. Where they're like, I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to work, but I'm not going to work for 40 years at a job that I hate. Um, I want to, you know, I want to s- go live my life. I want to work, but I also want to be able to sit on the beach. I want to work, but I also want to be able to ride roller coasters. I want to work, but I also want to be able to maybe go to Europe for uh, for a week. You know what I mean? Like it's um, it's again, it's that like I think there's that social shift to where they're they're um, uh, working to live, not living to work. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, it, it's been going on for a bit. Like I'm going on the road with my show. I'll be working while I'm on the show, Yeah, but there'll be things I can do on the road. Right. Cause that's, that's <laughs> there's always do. things to yeah. do on the road. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. God. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes I was, I, to your I, detriment. <laughs> I li- listen. I, I know this going hey, on. you're a single guy. You do what you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. You do what you want, man. You do your single guy. You do what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's that's it, right? I, 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 mm. I'm, I'm a grown. I'm see. I'm, I'm. I realized. So here's the thing. Like writers' conference. This conference is kind mm. of where I started really getting into the industry. Of, like very taking it more and more serious. Mm. I realized that this is where like. I have a lot more confidence in who I am now than when I started as a creative. And I, this weekend I saw the difference. Mm-hmm. I just, I saw it and it was just like, I've come a long way. I, I say that like in, 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 in the best, I'm also a little bit of a monster now. I mean, right. Because of the nature <laughs> of what I do, because mm-hmm. you have to like, you have to have a little bit of an ego to do what I'm doing. You have to say, I am good enough to get paid to do what I want to do. You oh, yeah. need that ego. You need that edge for that. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, you, you got to be humble. You got to treat people good. Like, mm-hmm. 
Like there, 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 there's a use. Like I, I, I've been teaching this. There's a use for the ego. You, the ego, you use it to get to fight for your worth, right? Yeah. Outside of that, you try to keep it. In, you try to keep it in a box, mm-hmm. and, and, and and you try not to like you when you you have a sense of accomplishment, but uh, right that 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 doesn't completely escape, right? And your confidence, mm-hmm. you can go get what you want, and that's. Not that's not an unhealthy belief. It's not, mm. but don't use it to railroad other ramrod other people. And it's like, right? Yeah. That all said, if at fifty years old you see me with a monoxious red cape and a minion carrying it, yeah. right? You, you can see yeah, it. Yeah. I can tell. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's right here. Minion? I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, swipe like, it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. you'll see. You'll yeah. see. You'll see me. You'll see me at conventions like. You fucking did it. I can't believe you actually <laughs> did it. That's right? awesome. And I'm like, yeah. me neither. Me neither. Right? <laughs> but it's, it is yeah. what it is, right? Yeah. The world is the world. But that's the thing, right? I've come a long way. And I realized, like, the, like I worked my ass off for it. And in, in the best. And for mm-hmm. the best, right? So going into the next step for me, yeah, it's 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 going to take what I'm already doing and making making realities happen. Yeah, it's what I want to do. Yeah, all right. So, and just like you, like you've been this this release here. How like you, like how many issues have you done now? So I just released issue twenty five of the Offspring, uh, along with the uh, trade paperback collecting issues twenty three, twenty four, twenty five of the last three uh, issue storyline called Lightning Crashes, um, and it's collected in a trade along with one of my twenty four page um, one shots, the Sock Hop Killer. Uh, so it's four issues all in one uh, trade. And at the, believe it or not, at the end of this month, um, I'm going to be uh, publishing the Omnibus, season two Omnibus of the Offspring, collecting season two, which is issues 20, or four, uh, issue 14 to 25. So I'll have uh, Omnibus number two coming out probably at the end of this month. I'm, I'm still making sure I'm getting all those little goodies inside there. Um, but uh, it's probably going to happen at the end of this month. So it's uh, so it's been a pretty, pretty busy uh, summer, but a, a great one, getting a lot of stuff done. Well, first off, kudos. Oh, thank you. 20, uh, no, I mean, 25 issues, mm-hmm. even for a big company. Mm-hmm. That's a difficult thing to do today. Yeah, yeah, it's it's and, been it's been a grind, but it's been it's been a fun, sometimes uh, taxing, sometimes uh, you know emotionally draining, but but it's been a, a good ride, and I'm super proud of the the work I've been putting out. How many issues do you want to do with this? I'm just, I'm saying, what like is there a goal now? Because you've done yeah. 25 of these now, right? So you know, I I. I, I fingers crossed you know where the story goes <laughs> oh right? yeah i've had the yeah oh yeah i've had the end of the story for for a long time now i have 54 issues yeah is, no, i try yeah. i try to get it to 50 like a solid 50 round number but i'm like oh gosh i need those four more issues i didn't want to take stuff out so i'm like i, I just need yeah. four more issues so 54 is uh, is the end of the story and i know exactly what's going to happen i have it all all of it mapped out it's going to be super cool i can't i can't wait to get to it um yeah. we're, we're at that halfway mark right now so a lot of those yeah, questions much, yeah. that have been asked at the beginning of the story are starting to get answered and that it's starting to like grow from there. It's, oh man, monsters and mayhem. It's going to be amazing. Awesome. I, can't, I can't wait for people to see it. Yeah, no, that's great. I, I just, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to your, I'm going to take a minute to your own horn. Mm-hmm. Dude, that is, I know how hard it is to make one comic. Mm-hmm. Just one is hard. Mm-hmm. You've done it 25 times with <laughs> one book. Yeah. And yeah. you've told a cons- like like narrative 
in this in the process Mm -hmm. that's no matter what anyone says man to you that is an amazing feat well thanks wherever you go yeah yeah yeah, it it is and you should be very proud of it um it sounds really good and i hope i hope you get to continue it all the way through so yeah i will and i I have one more thing to plug if you don't mind i'm actually in the middle of my next 100 plus page graphic novel so on top of the offspring i'm also trying to get in between the offspring uh a uh, space saga uh called late and lightspeed and it's about a um it's kind of the themes are um uh immortality and how immortality or mortality are uh, linked with our morality and how we use those ideas to be able to manipulate people and how we use those ideas to be able to try to get people to um, try to uh, get people to uh, benefit um, the powers that be. We were talking about the powers to be to be able to uh, really focus in on that young culture and making sure and having people uh, having people focus on instead of growing old gracefully and, and knowing that with that growing old gracefully comes wisdom and comes understanding and comes more quiet. Right. Um, and and living inside of that knowledge. Uh, it's that idea of you have to be 20 for the rest of your life or nobody's going to care about what you say. Um, so it's kind of dealing with those issues inside of, um, uh, spaceships and, and uh, uh, um, other worlds and aliens and all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm super excited. I've got mm-hmm. um, 20 or actually 41 pages already done. Um, so I plan to have that out before Thanksgiving. Again, those fingers crossed. I uh, plan to have that out before Thanksgiving. And, I, and it's looking real good. I've got a, my editor keeps coming back with um, uh, with little comments uh, 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 to, to help me to help me kind of, you know, really hone in on what I'm trying to say. And. Um, he said this the other day, which I'm super happy about. And I had to stop for a second and just smile. He's like, these are some of the best pages you ever put out. And I'm like, Oh, awesome. He's like, normally when I, um, he said, talent told me normally when he edits books, he doesn't really read it. He does not really paying attention to the stories, you know, looking at the content yeah. he's doing, doing all those things first. Um, he's like, he's like, I had to, I was reading these pages fast and flipping through them and realizing I wasn't editing. I was just reading it. I wanted to see what happened next. He's like, I had to go back <laughs> and uh, and read them again to actually edit them. So it was a, a great compliment um, from a guy who's seen my books for who's been editing my books probably almost since the beginning. Uh, so I'm super excited about. It. I can't wait for people to see it. Um, I, I, I can't wait to get it out. It's gonna be awesome, dude. No, no, that sounds great. So you're New York based, right? Like in New York, New yes, York I live in, area. I live in uh, upstate New York. Yeah. Upstate New York. So I'm going to have to hit the New York Comic Con to, to hang out with you at some point. Fortunately, yeah. I've accessed it. I, when, I'm, when I'm ready to go, I'll be able to get into the show. So, That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 I haven't been to New York since the beginning, since the pandemic started. Um, but I probably am in the next year or two going to start getting back over there to be yeah. able to. I'm about four and a half hours from the city. I have uh, on the 19th and 20th, uh, AnchorCon. In upstate New York, which is about two hour and a half, hour and forty five minutes away from Syracuse, north okay. of Syracuse, and it's a, a great show. Lots of uh, um, cosplay, lots of creators, lots of, of people making cool stuff. Uh, it's uh, it's awesome. So if anybody's in upstate New York and near Watertown, uh, and they want to come to a great show, AnchorCon is the nineteenth, twentieth, and the twenty first. Awesome, yeah. awesome, Mr. Dave. I have always enjoyed our chats. Always, right? As well. Good. Yeah. So. I wish you the absolute best going forward. 
And uh, I said, dude, you, you have actually maybe the last thing we'll talk about here. You have a comics career. Like I like legit, like legitimately. <laughs> um, okay. You get 25 issues. You have 25 issues of a book. Not including, we're just going to ignore the trades for the moment just because that in itself can be, it's, it's, it is a separate project, but it is kind of non, we're just, we're just yeah. for the moment, we'll just say 25 mm-hmm. issues of a comic. How many one shots have you done? Five. We've done five one shots. Yeah, Average all of different genres counts. with different characters. Twenty four pages. Okay, yeah. so 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 okay, so that's thirty. That's thirty. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, four issue mini series. So that's yeah. thirty four. Yeah, and then uh, and then a hundred uh, one other my first one hundred plus page graphic novel, which is about a hundred and three pages. All said and done. So that is so you are so you have you literally have a career so if you're spending about this of about 40 books you've released right yeah. on your own I, I think the most impressive thing is i don't think you've used kickstarter or any crowdfunding do you no i, I never have i not that i'm against it it's just one of those things where time that we talked about so kickstarters getting you know get putting it all together getting those books out to people who've bought them you know who have who have you know put money into it um that takes a lot of time uh, and it's time that oh, we yeah. be taken away from creating the content. So right now, and it could change in the future, but right now my focus is creating that content. Um, in the future, I have enough to be able to run 12, 13 Kickstarters back to back to back. Oh, yeah. You could do that as you expand as you expand your – see, I might not be the world domination supervillain here. It might, it might be you. It <laughs> yeah. might be you, actually. Yeah, maybe that's my retirement fund. Maybe that's yeah, what yeah, I should you, be doing. You, you never know, right? You never yeah. know. Heck. Oh, might um, as well. But, yeah, hey, why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to say um, that's an impressive career. Well, thanks, Josh. I appreciate that. Very, very proud of it. Right. I am. So. It's something that is a, you know, the 12 year old when I said, I, I like drawing comic books. Let's see if we can do that. And to be now the, the <laughs> age that I am right now. Um, I'm super, super happy with where I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To, to, be, yeah. to be able to get, to get where I've gotten pretty much, um, uh, pretty much just through blood, sweat and tears. Um, I'm super, you know, not to be a, a glutton or anything, but super proud of myself to be able to have gotten to this point and be super proud of the, of the content that I've created. So again, I appreciate you having me on and to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. So I think we have an interview here, Mr. Dave. What do you think? I think we do. I think we've done it. Okay. So, so where can people find you? So uh, correcthandedcomics.com has links to every book I've ever created, including my uh, my first novel that I created, which is a Western, uh, The Last Ride to Tyburn, uh, which you can find that at correcthandedcomics.com. On social media, all of it, uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and uh, LinkedIn and TikTok. Uh, if you type in correcthanded, correcthanded comics, I'll pop so, up. You'll see that. You'll see that symbol there from behind right. you there. You'll see that symbol there. Um, and click on it and you'll see a whole bunch of cool stuff and upcoming stuff and stuff we've done and, and, uh, lots of cool stuff, stuff. I've actually, I, I have one last question. Yeah. Why correct handed? Why did you call it correct handed comics? <laughs> you don't so I'm a lefty. I'm a Southpaw. Okay. So, uh, working in, we talked about how I worked in restaurants for, for many, 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 many years. Mm-hmm. And on a weekly mm-hmm. basis, I'd get it two or three times where I was writing down 
whatever the thing was um, that they were ordering. And I'd get people go, oh, you're a lefty, huh? Oh, you're a lefty, you're a lefty. I'd get it all the time. And I just started making the joke and say, uh, say, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not left-handed. I'm correct-handed. So it's right-handed and correct-handed. And all the right-handed people go, oh, okay. Oh, 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 oh. So when um, about seven or eight years ago, when, when I started building the company, um, coming up with the name, I had a few other n- names in mind. Um, and somebody had said something about me being a lefty. And I said, well, I'm correct-handed. And, uh, you know, they kind of did the whole thing that right-handed people do. And, and I said, correct handed. I'm like, that's, that's got a visual that I can put stuff inside. That's, that's memorable. And it just Ah. snowballed from there. So, so there, there, so there it is. Correct handed comics. Secret origin story revealed. (laughs) All right, folks, that will do it for this episode. Just Joshing, I'm going to be I, again. I'm I'm more awake than I was yesterday. I did I did, I did a stream. Yet. The only thing I did yesterday was a stream. I was mostly there, mostly <laughs> by the time I got to it. Um, but uh, it was yeah recovery. So I still I still don't remember off the top of my head who my guest is on Thursday. But I will be back Thursday for the stream and a guest. But I want to thank Dave for coming on the show. As I become, we are very very close to episode one thousand which is just crazy. So congratulations on that, um, Joshua, 1000 episodes. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. I didn't think I'd get this far. <laughs> but I, did. I, I had I no did. doubt in my mind you'd get there. <laughs> okay. That's cool. But to everybody watching, everybody listening, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Stay inspired. Keep shining in the dark and I'll see you guys next time. Just Joshing is turning 1,000, and what is next in store for the show? The truth is, it's already happening. I've been recording shows since the start of the year in preparation of me going on the road. You can watch and listen to them now. They are available on my Patreon channel for the price of $5 US. Not only will you get to see these shows months in advance, but you can also help me when I take this show on the road. Click on the Patreon link for more details. Josh. Josh.